She's Julie Roxanne. And he's Alistair. And And this this is Far Out. A podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center. And I was driving as an Uber driver on the side for a little while. And I picked up one of the leading specialists in the nation on Hashimoto's. That's so <laughs> awesome. It's like that story and, never gets and old. Then, and I took her to the airport. And on the way, we had a fascinating conversation about shamanism. <laughs> and the secret is, fool a bunch of people into thinking you know the secret, have them pay you for it, use that money to buy a regular health insurance plan. <laughs> <laughs> and diabolical. <laughs> In some part of my mind, I'm always thinking like, if shit goes down and shit goes wrong, I go back to France. You know, like that. Well, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Far Out Podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's great to have you here. Hey, yo. We have a uh, more practical conversation in store today for you. Yeah, we're talking about health insurance or the lack thereof. (laughs) (laughs) And what to do about that situation. I mean, this is, I think it's a common place we end up if we're self-employed or sometimes if we have a chronic condition and are starting to look outside the mainstream medical system for for answers or if we're traveling a lot and that happens I, I I'm all three of those and so a lot of people have asked me what I do for for health insurance and how do I handle that so we thought we'd sit down and record an episode on this and uh, and talk about talk about that and some of the creative ways that you can go about solving this issue that aren't going to break the bank let's get into it let's get into it Hello, all you far out people. Hello, everyone. Great to have you. We're very excited. We're also a little tired. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's good to be honest. Everyone's honest here. This is a safe space. Yeah. But I always get pretty jazzed up once uh, once we start recording. I know. As soon as we hit the record, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. oh, let's do Where'd it. Where did this energy come from? <laughs> the so. depth of your soul. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about today, Alistair? That's that's our intro. You can't do that now. I don't know. We, we can. We can do it. Anyway, we can do what right. we want. Well, so I th- we thought we'd talk a little bit about an alternative approach or our alternative approach to getting health care or, or taking care of ourselves, basically. We've had a few people ask us this while they met us on the road. And uh, it's, it seems like our solution, not a lot of the people we've talked to have heard about it. Yeah, well, we kind of have the trifecta of reasons why you might start paying attention mm-hmm. to your health care. Uh, or at least I do. One of them is... You've been diagnosed with a chronic disease, which means that you're going to have to see a doctor a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that I'd check. Uh, the second one is you've become self-employed, which means you have to pay for your own health coverage. Check. Yep. And the third one is you're traveling and you have to navigate how to be covered internationally. Check. Check. Check, 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 check. All the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so needless to say, uh, I've had to think about 
um, you know, I didn't used to think about insurance at all. Mm. I, when I was a general manager, my insurance was covered. I had pretty good insurance, but I was in my early 20s. Yeah. I never used it. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I saw a doctor in five years, <laughs> honestly, which like now I'm like, oh, maybe. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're 20. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm sure there's people that can relate with that. It's like, I don't, I don't go see doctors and I can totally understand why you wouldn't because with my experience of, of certain types of doctors... There's not a lot to go see unless you're having a acute problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's a bit of a cliche at this point, but it's freaking true is that the Western medical system, from my experience, is very, very good at fixing acute problems. I would, actually, I would actually argue that the Western medical system is very, very good at uh, suppressing symptoms of an acute problem. No, I think, yeah, okay, well, maybe. Or but if you break your you leg break, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you break your yeah, leg yeah. or you I need, would if, think... If you need a serious specialized surgery, there's nowhere in the world you'd rather be than totally. in the U.S. I was more thinking it. of an acute illness in the body, like it's some like a, a flu or things like that, rather than you yeah. Know. No, I, I'm I'm thinking more of like when you break something and, and you need it fixed or repaired. Or, that they or are very good at. Yeah, very good at that. Uh, otherwise, um, it's been my experience that you really need to start looking other places and. I had no interest in this when I was healthy, mm -hmm. of course. Um, and, and unfortunately, and this is a pattern that happens a lot in our society, is that it was only when I realized I was pretty unhealthy that I, I started searching. And um, and so my early experience, I don't want to get into the whole story, but I'll just share a couple of the things about it. Was you know around 26, I was diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which shocked me because the news I got there was, one, there's something... Wrong, seriously wrong with you mm. and two you're gonna have to take a pill probably for the rest of your life and at 26 i was like that was definitely a, a blow yeah a, a blow to the face and but there was something else that shocked me about that i went to a traditional doctor i didn't have a relationship with a doctor so i looked one up um on some sort of review system and, and went i got the kind of traditional 15 minutes of time um, most of which he spent looking at a chart rather than at me. Yeah. And uh, he had no interest. I actually thought, like, when I found this, I was like, okay, I know my lifestyle. It's got to play a part in this because I'm not, I've been living pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And he had no interest in my lifestyle, you know, no interest in really digging deeper into any of it. Here's a pill. Oh, and by the way, uh, after one blood test, you have low testosterone. Um, we're going to give you a uh, steroid injections for that or 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 and and I was just like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> steroid injections like I'm not a doctor but maybe would you want like maybe a second blood test just to make sure that's like you know not yeah you know that sounds like, so drastic that because I looked like it up a... and like one of the side effects of steroid injections I'm not an expert or anything but I just looked it up really quick and one of the side effects was you could be sterile mm. I, like, I don't think I want to do that so I Immediately fired this guy. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my big pieces of advice. I know we've mentioned it before, but don't be afraid to fire your doctor. For sure. Your doctor's working for you and for your health. And as soon as he's not or she's not, fire them mm -hmm. and move on. I think a lot of us, it's it's a pain in the ass to find a new doctor. I know. I, I've had to find doctors. I've had to find therapists and psychologists. Like It's hard. It takes trust. You have to develop relationships. Sometimes you want to leave it at good. If, if, you know, you don't want to rock the boat, but yeah. if, if they're really not serving you, you got to move on and you got to move on quick because it, it costs too much to stick around. I remember 
when you said that piece of advice to me for the first time. And, you know, it's not so much that I, I, I thought, oh, man, it's a pain to find a new doctor. It's just in the paradigm that I was living in, you don't employ a doctor. It's like you're you're under a doctor's care and you don't really have the choice if if they're good or not. You just kind of have to bow and trust whatever they say. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's it goes back to more of like traditional family doctors where like your entire family will have a doctor for the entire life of everyone in that family. Yeah. Uh, but this approach makes a lot more sense, especially these It's probably days a pretty American approach, um, just yeah. firing your doctor. And I know it can be harder when you're in network, but mm -hmm. you can still ask even then to change your doctor. Yeah. The problem with those networks is sometimes they're all going to be of a similar kind. But I don't even understand how those things work, the well, networks. It seems every time I hear from people, it seems like it's a massive, there's a lot of problems with it and it's not great, but it's like, I don't, it doesn't even register to me. There's just basically a network of doctors that you, like if you're in the Kaiser network, you have to go to a Kaiser doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. Yeah. So around this time uh, when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, it was also the time that I was uh, self-employed for the first time. There's something else that happens or that happened for me um, was realizing that my energy and my health was directly related to my income mm. and to my out, my creative output. And yeah. as a self-employed person or an entrepreneur or business owner, you realize like your ability to get things done and to create new things is what makes you money. And, and I think it's even more that ability to make new things, right? Yeah, because it's particularly. like, it, that it takes went, yeah. good energy, right? Yeah. It's not like that doesn't, that you can't just drink another cup of coffee and, and, and do that. Like creative energy for me is usually the best period of my day. And it's always usually limited by to a few hours. Yeah. Right. But if, if I'm not healthy, I might not have that at window all. at all. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was realizing was that like, hey, I, I, I really need to be at the top of my game, uh, especially when you're working, you know, all sorts of hours and you're trying all sorts of new things. Like if you if you have like constant fatigue and anxiety and you're battling depression, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. So so that was another thing that happened was making that direct connection between the quality of my energy and my health and like my chances of success mm -hmm. in the business world. And I think that's a pretty common connection to start making, which is why a lot of self-employed or entrepreneur types tend to be very interested in their health. There's a direct financial motivation to yeah. be. And so as I kept going on this journey of trying to figure out what was going on for me, you know, I was lucky in the beginning, I had some insurance through Covered California or whatever it was then. Obamacare, I think, had just kicked in and And so I was getting, I was getting some coverage, uh, some decent coverage at not a bad, not a bad price. And so I, I had a doctor in network and I went through like seven or eight doctors and uh, I found one that like I thought was pretty good, but wasn't really enough. Like I felt like I needed a second opinion for what I was working through. At this point, I didn't have a lot of, a lot of, I just, it wasn't so much, I trusted the doctor I was, I trusted the doctor I was working with, but I wanted a second opinion because mm -hmm. this was complicated. Yeah. And I had a situation where my doctor literally walked into my car, my soon to be doctor. Mm -hmm. um, so I was dealing with Hashimoto's, I was trying to heal this and I was driving as an Uber driver on the side uh, for a little while. And I picked up one of the leading specialists in the nation on Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
That's so awesome. <laughs> it's like that story and, never gets and old. Then, and I took it to the airport. And on the way, we had a fascinating conversation about shamanism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so God. Uh, I asked for her business card <laughs> and I showed up at her clinic not much later. And I've been under her care for the last six or seven years. It's Lotus Rain in San Diego. I definitely recommend them. Uh, they're kind of uh, in the naturopath slash functional medicine vein. Um, and they're a great team. And they've helped me really turn around my health in a big way. And so for a while, and they're definitely not in network or in any kind of insurance program. So for a while, I was seeing one doctor that was covered and I was paying out of pocket to see another. And uh, I had a lot of results. So So I kind of got used to that, although it was painful in the beginning. So that's kind of like where I'm coming from on this. So let's flash forward to actually just... Just a few months ago, um, and you if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I had the shingles. The shingles, shings. the shings. Shing, shing. In the shing, shing, shing. Um, in the desert in New Mexico. Which was not very fun. I like, I, I had a fun time, but. Uh, but I had a, <laughs> if it didn't happen to me, I'm not sure I would have believed the, like the health coverage that experience I had. Because mm-hmm. I basically, and this is under my kind of new setup. Um, that we're going to talk about in a sec. But basically, I found out I had the shingles. I reached out to my doctor, who's virtual, yeah. from the desert, from the Chihuahua Desert in New Mexico. On a Sunday, I reached out and said, hey, I think I have the shingles. Here's some photos. And I love how you keep saying the shingles. I think it's only shingles. Oh. It well, for me, it great. was the shingles. It, it was <laughs> Got the shingles. Yeah, I like it. Uh, my doctor got back to me within 24 hours. It was actually his day off the next day. Um, and he came into the office anyway because he realized I was in some distress. Mm-hmm. And he prescribed some medication that I needed to get. We drove into a Walmart, which was like, I think, 30 minutes yeah. from the desert that we were staying. Went in and uh, picked up medication. I have no insurance. So the cost was going to be like $250 or maybe even more than that. And I flashed them this uh, this coupon card that, that's easy and free to get um, that I'm a part of. And it was $30, bucks, less than $30. Bucks. I went back, took the medication in a week. I'm great. Yeah. And it was just phenomenal. It was amazing. I, I don't have gen- like health insurance. And that's all you paid, right? Like yeah, you only 30 paid bucks. 30 bucks. I paid 30 the bucks. I saw thing. a doctor within 24 hours uh, who prescribed me what I needed. I went and got it easily and it didn't cost me very much. It was amazing. Sounds been, like a French experience. I, <laughs> Sounds literally like what the French would have happened. I've been ripping on American healthcare for quite a while. And like, I was stunned by this. I had to eat my own words a little bit. It's like, I can't believe this just happened. This was the best experience I've ever had. Uh, Did it make it worth it to have shingles? No. N- no. <laughs> oh, man. No, it didn't. Um, and, you know, depending what had happened... They might have been different, but so I wanted to talk a little bit about like what I've done because people have asked me multiple times at this point, and I actually saw it recently, and maybe I'll put the link to this. Uh, Mr. Money Mustache, who I'm a big fan of, and if you've been through my financial coaching program, you'll you'll know that because um, you'll be a big fan of him by the end of it too. Mm-hmm. He actually wrote about this too because it turns out not only is this a, a good alternative way to get pretty decent coverage 
we'll talk about it in a minute, but like it gives you some freedom. It's going to cover you particularly for major downside, but it is also a way to keep healthcare affordable. Mm -hmm. And of course, this isn't going to work for everyone. There's all sorts of situations. And maybe if you have a family, it's not the best. Or maybe if you have particularly expensive things that you need to have insurance for, it's not the best. I'm not even sure in in our case. Like, I I remember seeing what they would do for a family. And I'm not even sure that it wouldn't be the best I'm not even sure, but I'm sure there are situations where this won't work great. But as someone who's self-employed, travels frequently and has a chronic condition uh, and needs and is also very interested in preventative care that is never covered by any insurance plan, this seems to work out pretty well. So there's basically... So what is it? What is it? What yeah. is it? What is it? Well, uh, if you pay me twenty nine ninety nine uh, for three months, <laughs> I will tell you. Call 800-101-11111. <laughs> don't call that number. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, and the secret is, fool a bunch of people into thinking you know the secret, have them pay you for it, use that money to buy a regular health insurance plan. <laughs> and diabolical! <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> I got weird quick. <laughs> Didn't take long to get here. All right. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Bring it back. Told you okay. we were tired. No, no. Stick with us here because there might be something of value. All right. Sometimes. <laughs> might be. And you need to pay. <laughs> all right. All right. No. Okay. So the first part, the major part, is this thing called a health share, which are kind of blown up lately as an alternative to healthcare for obvious reasons. Our healthcare industry is broken. I mean, that's obvious. That's something I learned also as I had to start paying closer attention, like by ha- because I had a prescription which means I have to see a doctor regularly to keep having that prescription. I'm taking, I'm taking, you know, I was taking different things at different times. I had to take an MRI at one point. I took, I was doing blood tests and things. And you realize this, this crazy opaque system that you cannot see into, that there's seems to be invisible actors in like, there's your doctor, but then there's like the insurance provider, but then there's 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 also the healthcare provider. And you see these crazy bills where it's like it was fifteen hundred dollars and then insurance gives you a discount and it's like one hundred and twenty dollars. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Why? Why is that happening? And there's this whole marketplace and and kind of it's opaque as hell and it's somewhat shady, right? Yeah. Like there's there's weird stuff going on back there and you're just like I don't know and I'm I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared of what's happening. And I'd also see things like the same medication would change. Yeah, Every I time that. I go, the price would change. And I'm like what is going on? What is happening? And anyway. it's not like it would just the price would be raised. It's like one time you'd pay three hundred, and then the next time you'd pay two sixty, and then yeah, the next yeah, time it could be pretty different. And just, yeah. yeah, and and it's just like anyone who's been in the system knows it's so confusing, right? It's so unclear what's happening. I mean, I think you can be a professional in the system, and the times I've talked to people like that, I was like, yeah, it's fucked up, and yeah. and they only know their part of it. It's there's so many. It's so kind of um, compartmentalized, too, that it seems like nobody knows really what's going on. It's like, well, it, it kind of works, and we can't afford for, for it just not to work, so we're just, we're just going to have yeah. to take it. Um, that's how it feels. It's a total mess, and it's mm-hmm. a nightmare if you're in it. And I can just – I can only imagine, like, I have a pretty mild condition as far as things go. I have to get some, some medication, and it's not generic, so there is a challenge there. Yeah. 
Because now you have to find a doctor that's going to prescribe that, right? And then you're kind of dependent on that doctor because otherwise you'd have to find another doctor that's willing to prescribe a non-generic one that works better for you, right? So like you now have to find a doctor that has the right mindset and it can, it gets really tricky. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely not easy. I, I, I get it, but. That gets also, like, I think that's a really uh, common issue when, like, there's uh, hormonal imbalances, especially with thyroid, because I think levothyroxine is the most prescribed drug in the entire world. Last time I checked, it is. And it's it's synthetic. It's not a a good option for most people. But it, it, and and again, this goes, like, if you have uh, Hashimoto's or a hypothyroid, hypothyroidism, most doctors are going to just check for TSH, mm-hmm. which actually does not give you any insight into what might be going on, mm-hmm. right? There's a whole set of indicators that might give you an idea of why that condition is being constellated. TSH is just going to tell you, it's going to give you like the general, like your temperature, yeah. basically. And be like, okay, do I need to increase the medication or decrease it, right? Yeah. And prescribe it in the first place. That's all it does. Yeah. It is not interested in understanding what's happening to you. And if you want to do that, you're going to have to find a doctor that gets that. And mm-hmm. so you're probably going to get pushed or you're probably going to seek out someone with a holistic holistic mindset that's interested in lifestyle. This tends to be naturopaths. It tends to be Chinese medicine practitioners. And it tends to be functional medicine doctors, yeah. as far as I can tell. Those yeah. are the places I went. Yeah. And here's the problem is if you have insurance, regular insurance, right? And you're in network, let's say you're in the Kaiser network. Good fucking luck mm-hmm. finding someone like that. Good luck. Yeah. So that that's the problem we run into. And then then you basically have to decide, is this worth investing in out of pocket, mm-hmm. right? And for someone whose health is directly related to their business and their income, the answer can is a much more obvious yes. It's still painful. Yeah. It's still hard to do. But... It's. E- I think it's easier to come to that decision. Mm-hmm. But if if the link isn't so clear, all of a sudden it looks a lot more like a cost than an investment, yeah. right? And and but I think when you're working with and also you, there's no guaranteed results, right? And there's so many different types of practitioners and whatever, and and you might have had some bad experiences, so it can be really tough. Yeah, it can be really tough. So anyway, back to the health share. The health share. So. I don't know a lot about this, and I'm actually going to refer you to someone who does um, if if you're interested in this. Mm-hmm. Her name is Karen. I forget her last name. I think it's Torso, Karen Torso. She's uh, the HealthShare lady, and I think her website's thehealthsharelady.com. And we'll put her email in the show notes for this episode at thefarout.life. And actually, she hooked me up with this, this program, and, and she's very helpful. And she can tell you a lot more about this program and kind of fill you in on it and she can help you get set up with it. And if you do that, mention that I sent you Alistair from the Far Out podcast because I will get a small little commission for doing that and every little bit counts and helps. So To anyway. pay for all your expensive supplements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't even, <laughs> might pay for one for like a couple months. But anyway, so the way HealthShare works from my understanding is basically a new model that's kind of it, it's emerged out of like Christian groups, basically, or churches. Mm-hmm. And, it, and as far as I can tell from my research, it's about 30 years old, the model. It's not traditional health insurance. So it's not a contract. Uh, you're not legally considered insured, right? But basically what it is, is it's a group of people pool their money together and pay for, for the expenses as they come up, mm-hmm. right? That's basically what's happening. And then there's a, there's, 
I don't totally know the management structure, but it's not a for-profit company in the general sense. It's a different structure because that's, that was never its goal. It was more to take care of of the community mm-hmm. around the church, right? In in a way that was that helped everybody. So that's like kind of where it's got its roots. So there is an oversight board that manages it, and there's a third-party audit that's also checking the financials and stuff. And basically, they they everyone pays monthly into this pool, and then people take when they need. Yeah. And so, and there's different options for what you can pay. It looks a lot like an insurance plan, but it's not because if the company were to go. The company is not legal. There's no legal contract binding them to pay for all your future insurance. So that's the kind of risk that that's embedded in this, mm-hmm. right? As a nurse recently told us, she's like, well, because I was talking to her about this because she was actually asking me about it because she's traveling and doesn't have insurance now. And I was like, you know, it's not a legal contract. Maybe they won't pay for it later. And she's like, well, that's no different than an insurance, an insurance company who's going to fight tooth and nail with all yeah. the resources they have not to pay out yeah. on your insurance plan if, if, if they're liable. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there you go. But anyway, it's been around for 30 years and it seems to be working pretty well. And it's growing in popularity and there's a few different companies doing this. And you found this through Mr. Money Mustache? Is he no, I found this. I know. I actually found this through some lifestyle blogger about van life that mentioned oh, uh, Karen. That. And, and then I reached out to Karen and talked to her about mm-hmm. it because I was looking for, we were coming back to the U.S. and I needed to have some sort of coverage. So the one thing about this to know is that um, it's not going to count as health insurance. So if there's a health insurance mandate in your state, like <coughs> California, <coughs> uh, California, you, you might get penalized because you might. You, you How will, are you doing then? Because well, I'm not making enough money to get penalized uh, because there's a certain amount okay. you need to make. And then they're going to, then you have to pay to opt out. Good. Um, so I'm hoping to move my residency to Texas, <laughs> which doesn't do that before I make that much money, which is probably going to be pretty soon. So I need to do that. What I pay is $128 a month. And what that gives me is based on pause for emphasis, $128 a month, $128 a month for Alistair, for him. Yeah. But you have no idea what I'm getting for that. So I know I'm just, I'm just, I remember when we say it to people, that's usually the first reaction is like, what? This is, this is my monthly cost. Yes. Um, and there's other costs that we'll get into in a minute, but this is my main monthly cost. So what I get for that is downside coverage. I'm basically trying to, to limit my expenses if something catastrophic were to happen. That's really my goal, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm young, I have a chronic condition, but I'm pretty healthy and I'm proactive about my health. I exercise, I eat well and stuff like this. I'm looking to basically do that. So I pay $128 a month and it's going to sound a lot like a deductible, but they've they've told me multiple times it's not a deductible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's they, they have particular terminology around this. But basically, it, on any if I have any um, incident my deductible is five, or my quote deductible is five thousand dollars. I will have to pay out of pocket five thousand dollars, and then my health share will kick in, and it will pay the rest. Mm-hmm. What's great about this? So there's a couple of things about this. Is one that can happen three times in a year. So if I if there are different incidents, I could pay f- up to five thousand dollars for each incident. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to be pretty unlucky to have three incidents that cost five thousand dollars or more. So yeah. I think that's a pretty unlikely event, but. If you have one incident, let's say a major one, like you break your jaw, right? And it goes past $5,000. If it's related to that one incident, the health share is going to kick in and cover 100% going on, going yeah. forward from there. And it does that not only throughout the year, but forever. And I think their, their rule is like, if you don't have to, so, and this includes like medication, 
This includes any kind of operation. This includes like therapy after. It includes everything related to that incident.、Mm-hmm. And what's and, considered an incident? Just give us a few examples. Well, some, well if you were to break your leg, that、yeah. would be an incident. If you if you were diagnosed with some sort of condition、mm-hmm. and needed to take medication, that、mm-hmm. would be an incident. If you had to do an operation,、yeah. um, that that could be an incident. I mean, anything you'd go to the doctors for, right? Or like anything you'd need health insurance for could、yeah. be an incident. I, I'm sure I'd, I'd need to probably look at the fine print again,、yeah. but I did at one point, and and it passed my sniff test. Yeah.、Um, so. Alistair's sniff test is quite—it's、uh, quite good. I, I read the fine、it. print. I, tr- I trust it. I don't.、Uh, so when an incident ends, when coverage ends, is when you go. I think it's a full year without needing any help, like without needing anything for、mm-hmm. that. Incident, then they would close the case.、Mm-hmm. But if it, it's ongoing, so let's say you're taking physical therapy for three years after you get in a car accident, right? Would continue to be covered,、mm-hmm. and so you could have three of these incidents before anything after that would be covered. So basically, for any one incident, you could be liable for you could have to pay five thousand dollars, and in a year, there is the chance you could have to pay fifteen thousand dollars. That's a lot, but it's very pretty unlikely, right?、Mm-hmm. But after that, you're covered, and basically, like this—that's the important part, right? Is particularly because we live in the U.S., one of the most expensive places to have health insurance, one of the easiest places to literally go bankrupt and end up on the street, right? It's、mm-hmm. like health insurance. That is a way. That's often a way it can happen. Is you want to cover downside, right? You just want to limit downside. And so for me, I'm okay with coughing up five grand. It's going to suck, but I would be okay if that had to happen. I just don't. I don't want a catastrophic incident that just puts me, takes me down to my knees. Yeah. So that's basically what that's there for. And you can alter this, right? Like they have family plans. So, and they also have.、Um, you could pay more per month and have that deductible come down to like as little as like five hundred dollars or maybe even a、yeah. little less. You're going to pay a lot more per month, but you can do that. So like five thousand, I think, is the max, the cheapest plan. And、mm-hmm. I'm just going to really. Protect myself against major unforeseeable. The black swan event, as as uh, as uh, Nassim Taleb would say.、Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's the health share part of it, which is really great. I think the other thing about the the health share at school is that you're not dependent on networks, right? Yes. So it gives you freedom, right? <laughs> so the way it works is you're always going to pay out of pocket, and then they're going to reimburse you. So. You get to choose. You have total freedom in who you choose to to care for you. And you're going to interact with them and deal with them directly.、Mm-hmm. So there's no third party that's going to get in the middle of that.、Yeah. Um, so that makes it a really simple, straightforward transaction. And then if it goes, and you're you're to notify your health share if once you hit the five thousand mark. And so there's some interesting things about the health share because it's based around you know they have an incentive to have a healthy population, right? Like. That's going to be great for the community. So there's incentives around that, and there's extra services that they offer. For example,、um, they offer second opinions at no charge. And in fact, I think I can't remember exactly how, but I think they incentivize you to take a second opinion on any major elective surgery or anything、mm-hmm. like that or operation. So basically, they'll say, "Hey, we'll give you a doctor that you can talk to." As well as your own, and just see and get a second opinion on it, and you're not required to take it or anything.、Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's、yeah. great. And they also have, you know, there, there's other things they do. One of them is,、uh, and this leads to our the second kind of part of this、um, of my health my health coverage is, they want you to have a primary doctor that you see. So if you do, you will get a discount 
on your on your premium every month. It's mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's called a premium, but on your monthly dues. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've signed up with a Teladoc. This is how I got on a call within 24 hours from the middle of the desert in New Mexico with my doctor. A Teladoc service, which counts as primary care, costs $150 a year. It gives me unlimited text, phone, and video chat. To one doctor, one doctor. That's what I was going to say. He doesn't change. It's 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 one doctor in private practice. It's not 20 doctors and you're always changing. He used to be in private practice in like Orange County. Uh, for for and now he does he does this kind of virtual thing and I've talked to him and you know he's pretty open minded as far as doctors go he's definitely a little bit pr- more on the traditional side but pretty he can prescribe mm-hmm. uh, so he can he can prescribe anything a normal doctor would and I talked to him and he's a pretty good guy he's yeah. he's pretty good and I have to say he gets a lot of points because I mean he came in on his day off because I I was in distress so uh, I really appreciate that I had a really great experience with him of course. I think that's, in my mind, no substitute for having a doctor you see in person because so much information can't be transmitted just over the, yeah. over uh, virtually. But I think it's be- definitely better than not having a doctor like that. And it gives you a lot of, it gives you a lot of freedom, right? You all of a sudden you have someone that you can call from anywhere. As someone who travels all the time, that's that's really really valuable. Plus, that sort of primary care doctor, it's kind of the, that's the person you go when you have an acute illness. You know, it's like you you have shingles and and yeah. because. We were talking to my parents who are both doctors in France and they were like, well, he probably needs to take this and this because that's kind of the basic treatment for, for shingles. And, and how, does like, that, how does that usually go in the U.S.? Well, okay, so you have to book an appointment with your doctor. God knows when that'll be, first off, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be soon, maybe it won't. You, if you Even if you have regular insurance, you're going to pay copay, right? If you don't, you're going to pay out of pocket mm-hmm. completely. But either way, you're probably going to pay a copay and then you're going to go in and, and everything. And here, within 24 hours... With no no money exchange other than the hundred fifty dollars or whatever I had paid originally for the year, I've talked to a doctor, I've gotten a diagnosis, and I've gotten a prescription from the freaking desert. It was amazing. That's incredible. It blew my mind. I didn't. It was amazing. So, really, really great. And so the the name of the service, the name of the 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 business uh, for the doctor that I use is MedLion. Mm-hmm. MedLion. And if you if you, if you reach out to Karen, um, she, she also works with Medline. Those two kind of go together. And part of the reason they go together is because if you sign up for Medline for 150 bucks, you get a substantial discount on your on your premiums with the health share. And the health share that I use is Sidera. And so they offer they they offer an incentive for you to be seeing a primary care physician. So what this means is that if you're gonna if you're gonna do this for a long period of time, after like three or four months. The discount from Sidera pays for the Medline subscription. Mm-hmm. Voila. Voila. Ta-da. <laughs> so the final part about this plan, which is kind of what this plan is set up to do, is preventative care, right? Like this is all kind of, this is all like covering, well, no. You wanted to talk about the good RX, yeah, right? So yeah, so there's another part of this. I do not, I, I do not understand how this works. and And again, it goes back to like, this crazy healthcare system we're in, but there are free coupon programs for prescriptions that you can get. So that work if you have insurance or if you don't have insurance. So even if you have insurance, you should get one of these. Mm-hmm. The one I've used is GoodRx. 
GoodRx. If you just Google that, you'll find it. It's a free discount coupon program. I know it's going to feel a little weird and almost like a little shady, like what the hell's going on here? But I've looked into it, and as far as I can, like it's totally legit. I just don't understand why this works in our model. Yeah. It seems crazy, but it's just a, you basically just flash it, and you get to be part of their uh, group, their discount group. I'm sure there's some, there obviously is some incentive for them on that, like, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. And it it gives you discounts on your medication. So this is how I got medication that without any kind of discount code, with no insurance, it's going to be two hundred fifty dollars. And then with the co- with the coupon, it was thirty dollars. Yeah. And that varies depending on the medication. But I've even had discounts, although much smaller, for uh, non generic kind of medication that I that I'm getting, mm. um, which you know it tends to be expensive, and you tend not insurance doesn't cover it, and you have to pay out of pocket. So if you get anything like that get one of these cards. All you do is show up with the card and show it to the pharmacist. Feel weird the first time. You're like, uh, can, can I have money? <laughs> but, and then they'll take it and you might get a discount. That is really, that's also really helped whenever I have to get medication. Yeah. So that's the third part of this is that discount program, GoodRx. So we've got the health share. We've got a virtual teledoc, te- telemedicine. We've got a di- kind of a discount program um, going on. And then the final part about this is preventative care, which I think this system kind of sets you up to do. So I'm doing preventative care. The thing is, like, I have a doctor I see at least once a year. And this particularly for me is is because I have to get medication. And so that means I have to take labs every year to make sure to see if the medication needs to be changed or whatever, uh, which means I need to see a doctor on a constant basis. And, and you work with a naturopathic doctor. Yeah, a naturopathic doctor. This is Lotus Rain, the clinic I talked about. They've been, uh, they're in San Diego, but they work kind of semi-virtually with me. I try to go in and see them whenever I can. So like once every other year, um, but they work with me virtually otherwise. And they have a, they have a good team of doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been really happy with them and they're affordable. I pay $150 and I speak to a doctor for an hour sometimes longer. Yeah. And that's a doctor that knows my personal history. Unfortunately, my doctor, Dr. Hillowitz, is, is, is retiring, but I had been working with her for the last five years and she knew me pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and I really like that. But anyway, preventative care. This whole system allows, basically I'm not paying insurance premiums and I'm not being hamstrung by who I can go see, which means that I have the freedom to pursue my own kind of healing journey. And, and this requires like a certain responsibility around your healthcare, mm-hmm. right? It requires that you're at least curious, you're in a certain level of action and openness and effort, right? And edu- personal education, right? Like you have to go find the people you need, mm-hmm. but that's what I want because the people that were just coming to me weren't working for me. And I think a lot of people that try to heal any kind of condition know that they have to take their pers- their health care, their, their health into their own hands. Mm-hmm. And that no one else cares as much as they do and that they ultimately are... Resp- no one else is more responsible for your health than you. That's just the truth. Like, And plus, like what you were saying earlier, when you went to see the doctor early on after you got diagnosis, your diagnosis, it's like no one told you about lifestyle. And like no one, you know, like yeah. there, there's... That's also why you're seeking out these more alternative And no one doctors. knows you better than you, yeah. right? So you have to play a major role in this. Yeah. So that's all. That's kind of the way... And that's worked really well for me. I've made a lot of progress that way. So I pay out of pocket for my blood tests, which I'm paying one right now. They're not cheap, 
they're like 280 bucks for what I need to do, which is like a basic panel plus hormones and mm-hmm. a couple of things. When I was traveling, though, interestingly enough, those were cheaper. Yeah. Uh, it's like in France, it's like 140 bucks, mm-hmm. 150 bucks. In Guatemala, it's $170. Yeah. And then you come to the US and it's, it's 280, yeah. 300. It's nuts. It's crazy. I go to a third world country, I can get the same blood work done for a lot cheaper. With, and not with insurance, like you without out of insurance. Pocket. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting that. I'm buying supplements. I'm seeing a doctor, and and whatever whatever else. And I'm buying my I'm buying my prescription mm-hmm. out of pocket. Generally, for me, I'm paying right now somewhere between probably eight hundred and fifteen hundred dollars a year for my preventative care, mm-hmm. um, and my prescription for an, uh, an ongoing chronic yeah. issue. So my thinking on that is. I'd probably pay all that and more just in in premiums for an insurance plan yeah. that would not cover almost any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it makes way more sense for me just not to pay that, cover major downside because that is one good thing about insurance plans, right? It's like you're going to be covered in the in the case of something major. So you definitely want to find a way to protect yourself against that because that's just that can end your life, yeah. right? So like don't that, there's no risk worth taking there. And then paying out of pocket for the rest, which allows me the freedom to choose who I want, to fire who I want, and to pursue the line of, of healing or preventative care or taking care of myself, basically, yeah. that's, that's best for me. And also, there's no like disincentive, right? Because if you're part of a health insurance plan and it's not covered, it feels like it should be. And it feels like you're like spending, wasting, yeah. like you're spending all this money on an insurance plan, but it's not covering. So I, for me, I can tell there's a subtle, there's a less chance I'm going to do the things that I feel are best for me if they're not in my plan. Yeah. And I'm paying a bunch of money for that. Yeah. So, you know, for me, that was, that was also important. So this all together is kind of my approach and, and there's definitely, you know, it's not perfect, but it's affordable. It's allowed me to be proactive about my health and it covers me from major downside. And I had a glowing experience like the one I explained uh, in the desert when I when I had shingles. So overall, so far, so good. Yeah, and maybe you can just touch on, I know you also have signed up for something about dental through that. Yeah, it was something that was also offered through Karen. I, it's basically a discount dental program. Okay. You, you pay, I think there was a, the only reason I got it was there was like a twofer. So I think it was like, we could both get two years for the price of one mm-hmm. if we signed up. And so I was like, oh, well, what the hell? I think we're going to be in the U.S. for the next two years. So we'll do that. And if you basically, be, you get a discount. Uh, you get a, you're part of a discount program for if you need dental care. So you you know what the cost of things is going to be yeah. going in. And I looked at the prices and they're fairly reasonable. So okay. so yeah, yeah, that's what I do for dental. And and I don't know what you would do if you needed, um, if you have eye, if you have glasses or, or what is it, optical? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, that's one area I've just been blessed with good eyesight. So, I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never had to deal with Although, that. I'm sure there's probably a similar program. Yeah, I'm sure there's through, ways to sort that out. Yeah. I think basically this requires you putting it together yourself, yeah. trusting your judgment, being careful, and being discerning about it. I mean, 
It, and knowing what your priorities are, right? Like in your case, it's like, yeah, I know I don't need a full traditional health insurance because I only need the downside coverage for that. I don't need all the the care, the doctor care because I see a naturopathic doctor that's not covered with that. So it's yeah. like just knowing what you need and what makes sense for you and actually cutting down costs, but also preventing you going bankrupt if you get into an accident. Or going bankrupt just paying insurance. For, yeah, geez, you, yeah. You know, like, so it's very affordable as well, right? And then allows me like to pursue these for for me my most of the ways i see myself getting better are not in a traditional like and not they're not in a hospital yeah right yeah. so I, I need to be able to pursue those things mm-hmm. yeah i think this this is just a really interesting thing that you've kind of patched together for anyone who's wondering i am not currently on that but i plan on getting on that as soon as i'm like legally allowed to i'm still waiting to get a social security number so right now i'm kind of still an alien so i'm i'm um i'm still on my travel insurance, travel insurance which covers for downside basically but if we I should to... we should mention them because they're the best travel oh insurance my company. god yes safety wing safety wing safety wing they've taken they're they're amazing they're definitely they're a pretty new company but Incredible. basically they've made it simple so you pay one monthly premium to have worldwide coverage when you travel and if you've ever traveled and have to get coverage like me you'll know that first off it can be tiring to go to the marketplace and try to figure out what coverage you need it always changes there's all sorts of like reasons why you might not be eligible that are easy to miss yeah and you're always having to renew these policies and some of them only renew once or twice or whatever and you're having to guess ahead of time how long what countries you're going to be in and yeah. all that crap. Which just is, takes it all out with Safety Wing. All you do is pay per month, pay monthly, like a regular kind of insurance plan, and you're covered, and it's simple. It's simple, and it, it's very global coverage. It's, it's amazing so what they're clear. doing. It's so clear. And there's two sides of it, which is one, you get you can pick the coverage that excludes the U.S. and Canada, or you can pick the coverage that includes those countries. So obviously, I'm on one of the I'm on yeah. the coverage. I pay seventy eight dollars a month. Yeah, and you're and I'm covered for emergencies and I I would do the same thing, but you're not if you're a resident of the U.S. You can't get insurance, totally travel insurance in the uh, for the U.S. For sure, yeah. So that's that's my current plan. I would say my my general patching up of a system for myself also relies on the fact that I'm French, and if, for instance, I need to get dental things done or change my glasses or you know like do a bunch of testings, I'm gonna wait until I get back to France if I can because it's all going to be free for me there. Yeah, you have a safety net. I mean, you're, all you have to do is fly back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's also kind of the thing I wanted to say because I think a lot of people are interested in the differences between um, healthcare between countries, especially with like European countries because I know in, in the US there's we under there's a sense that European system is a little better, but we don't re- we don't really know how. And basically, what you're describing with the health share, that's the French system. And I I, w- I want to say that's m- loosely most of Europeans' system because everyone pays taxes. Those taxes go towards like a general pool of money that is called la sécu, the sécurité sociale, the social security which is what it says it is, social security. You get security in in society. And and so when I go to see a doctor, I I have a green card, which is like la carte vitale, and I just show it and I pay either nothing or very little. 
um, for what it is. Like for instance, a visit to a visit to the dentist will be like 20 bucks with that. And that's, that's only because I'm not living there. So I don't have like additional health insurance, but if I were to have additional health insurance, which would cost me like $35 a month, I wouldn't pay anything at all ever, except for like, maybe, you know, aesthetic cosmetic surgery and things like that. So where's the line for like preventative care? If you want to go see someone that's maybe a Chinese medicine practitioner or someone that's a little out of the. So I haven't lived in France in like almost six years, but I know that when I, when I left, when I left, there was a lot of these additional health insurances that was, that were starting to offer slightly more expensive premium. And by slightly more, it's like, maybe it goes to a hundred dollars a month or something like that. Uh, hundred euros a month. And that is considered really expensive, uh, in, in my experience in France, but they are starting to add on, like, you know, maybe your appointment with a osteopath is covered 50% or maybe a naturopath will be covered 60% and things like that. It's still pretty new, but I think they're seeing the trend that people are trying to go that route and, and they're responding to it. And so, um, I, I worked with a naturopath and she was not covered at all. And I worked with a osteopath and she was not covered. But at the same time, the, the osteopath was giving me these, these cards for me to send to my insurance if I had any, because a lot of the insurance will, will cover for that, at least partially. Um, so it's, you know, again, I, I'm sure if someone French was listening to this would be like, well, there's a lot of things that are wrong with our system over there as well. And I'm like, yes, I, I, I get that. I get the sense that it's pretty messy in more of the, the higher levels. Like the, the, the pool of money is not managed super well. And so there's a lot of apparently the country's in debt quite a bit about it. But there is a fundamental understanding that if you have something happen to you and you show up to a hospital, you are covered. The other side of this, which is kind of interesting, I think depending on your income, um, you can actually be eligible for something called la CMU. And it's like a, it's like universal, never pay anything. So it's like, if you, if you are low on the income scale, you just have this card and you pay nothing, no matter where you go. It's amazing. I mean, to me, it's just hearing that it's like when being in France and this trend, this was also around some of the other social programs that you have kind of there it's hard to what shocked me was just the level of I don't know kind of like comfort or confidence or just the lack of fear that something like that that you're gonna you're gonna fall through the cracks in the system right like because in the U.S. it's just like I think whether we know it or not we're all terrified that like it's gonna happen to us and we're not gonna be covered or like you know, like health mm-hmm. insurance, people work for health insurance. We know somebody in our family who used to be the VP at a huge company and now drives a school bus. And the main reason he did that was be- for the health benefits. Yeah. He just, he for his family. Yeah. He just needed health insurance for his family for the last five or six years of his career. Mm-hmm. So he drives a school bus to get that because it has awesome health insurance and yeah. he doesn't care about the pay. It's, it's, it's it's crazy. It's so funny because you speak to most people in France and they never consider these kind of things because it's like, that's exactly what I'm trying to point out. It's like, you don't think about it in our country. We all have this gnawing fear. This like, that something like that might happen to us or that we might, we might get swallowed up by this, you know, and people are like, if you look at the homeless population, I know I've heard this in the past. A lot of the, a lot of times you think like, Oh God, like homeless, like drug addicts, da, 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 da. But a lot of times, 
the reason they end up being homeless is something that could happen to a lot of us, right? Like it's either, you know, some like a business failure or catastrophic medical event, right? Mm -hmm. That they weren't covered for. And I think at some unconscious level, we're all kind of aware that like we're just one one situation away. Yeah. Like that there really isn't that big a barrier between being homeless and on the street and being in a house in some suburb in, in America. And and we know that it's it does happen pretty often where like one day you're in one and the next day you're in the other. Yeah. So I think I I don't know. I, I sense this. There's this like underlying paranoia and fear. Yeah. And I think that's part of the cost of our current situation. Right. Yeah, I think that the, a great example of this, which is not only related to health share, but more uh, healthcare, but more in like a general like safety net of of the country, is I have a friend who, I think she she was pregnant and working when the pandemic happened, and I remember asking her like, how are you? Because she was working in the hospitality industry, so very very quickly she didn't have work anymore. But she continued to have income and she's to this day is still getting her full income between what the state is paying and what her employer is continuing to pay. But I mean, the employer is not obligated, but she would still be getting 80 percent of her income, her salary covered by the state. And I remember asking her, like, are you feeling scared at all with like the baby on the way? And it was like she had never even considered the financial aspect of this. And this is something I see all the time in Europe is you guys don't even think about it. You don't, you don't need to think about it. There's a net, like, right. That covers you. And I know, I know some people on the more conservative side will be like, oh, they're, they're freeloading off. Like there's going to be so many freeloaders. Right. And like, maybe the American situation is different. I don't know. And I think there can be an unhealthy ha- mindset on the liberal side too, of like we need to rescue these people, right? Yes. Like, but in my like what I've seen, like I remember one friend that we stayed with for a little while in Bordeaux, mm-hmm. and he was working at like a meat market mm-hmm. or something, and he was considering quitting because I need to get paid for a little while, and like he would be supported mm-hmm. by the government for a little while if he quit it. And and he could go travel or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like in his mid, he was in his mid twenties, I think. Yeah. And he's not living on a lot, right? Yeah. Like he he wasn't he was working at the meat market. He wasn't making a lot of money. Yeah. He had no financial concerns, so he wasn't worried about like not making ends meet. That was not a, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And he and the government was going to support him. And what I've seen a lot of times, obviously anecdotally, but like my what I've seen a lot of times is that you know, these freeloading situations, right? Where someone quits their job and they get paid. You did that to some, you did that as well. They end up being beneficial for society because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people aren't just freeloading on that to play video games or to go like shoot up heroin or something. Mm -hmm. Usually they're trying, they're using that to better their situation or to expand their perspective. And I think in the long term, my belief is that that comes back and benefits all of society. That generally creates healthier people. Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe I just, maybe it's just that there's an intrinsic faith or, but I think it's also what I've seen, yeah. which is just that when people are given the, those kind of safety nets, they, they use it to improve their situation and other people's situations most, more of the time than not. Yeah. I think, I think it, 
what you're pointing out is yes, there are issues in France, and in 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 no way am I trying to show that France is like this yeah. glorious El Dorado, and everyone should take a take example and do the same. But on certain things, it's really bonkers to see the level of anxiety that is kind of like. A, a, a hum in the background yeah. in, in the U.S., like constant hum. You might not even realize it's there until you go somewhere exactly. else and realize that other people don't have it. Ex yeah, exactly. It's like if you lose your job, you know, there's a constant, like you have to be grinding and thinking ahead and putting away and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, to some degree, that's there is it's also It's almost like there's truth. dogs at your heels. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And like, you better keep going. Cause yeah, and, and, and I feel like the, the part where I hear that the most, and the, it's the one where I have the most different difficulty relating to because a I haven't experienced it at all and b I always feel like in some part of my mind I'm always thinking like if shit goes down and shit goes wrong I go back to France you know like that <laughs> and no I know there's there's a part of me that's like there's a limit to that because you know like you you're not really working at the moment and you kind of have to you know like you, you cotise which is like you 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 put that money from yeah, when you're working yeah. and you're kind of earning points as you do that maybe for retirement or things like that but still, like the part I'm talking about is you hear it all the time when people talk about having kids. It's just like you got to save like the health bill is terrible. You got to save for the school. You got to save for all these things. And it's like I hear people talk about having kids in France and it's like not a big deal. You know, it's like, oh, are we going to have a third kid? Well, all right, we'll make it work. And then they make it work, you know, and it's like I, I hear people saying that about the U.S. too, to some extent, but it's. It's a whole different game, and it's it's really hard for me to wrap my head around. But anyways, I feel like we've kind of diverged from the, the healthcare thing. All that to say, it feels like the system you've patched together is in some ways very similar to the French system. And it, it seems like it's working really well for you. And, and I'm definitely going to join when, when I'm, when I can. I'm probably going to do the same thing as you are. And, and then also kind of patch it up with going back to France to do certain things. Like for instance, every time I drop my glasses here, I freak out because I really don't want to have to redo my glasses <laughs> here. And I'm not going to be able to go back to France for a while. So yeah. Yeah. I think if you're interested in this, you can read the uh, Mr. Money Mustache article that kind of outlines this from a financial perspective and why it makes sense because it's pretty logical and and if you're if you're a thinking type that that would probably be pretty helpful. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes at thefarout.life. You can also reach out to me. I'm happy to talk about this stuff. And you can also reach out to Karen at the uh, Karen the Health Show lady. Uh, her information will also be in the show notes at thefarout.life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, you healthy motherfucker, you. <laughs> All right, let's just do this. If you want to support this podcast, there are a few ways you can do so. The first one is you can become a patron at patreon.com slash the far out couple. Yeah. Every little bit helps and we love you and we will shout out to you if you uh, if you decide to join on the Patreon train. You can also do a one-time donation. We have a PayPal link in the show notes at thefarout.life. Yep. The other ways you can support this podcast is by sharing this episode with a friend. And if you've been around here for a while or even if this is your first time and you enjoyed what you heard, Leaving a review for us on Apple Podcasts, that helps, uh, that helps a lot. We'll read it and send a lot of love your way. and you uh, More love than you can handle. You want our love. It's great, okay? 
Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.